Amen. Good morning. My name is Pastor Al, and I am one of the old guys, I guess, who's been through a while. Um, that is to say, I was with a church that called Pastor Niall just after he got out of school. So we saw him when he and Christy were seen very young. They came to us freshly married without children, and I, I served the, the congregation uh, in Watoma, Wisconsin. And Niall and Christy came, and they came as our, our youth leaders. And so we watched them for the last... The last ten and a half years grow up. You know, we've seen them blossom. And how God has clearly had his hand on their lives. And, and so we've watched that whole thing happen. And we are a little jealous, you know, that you took our guy. <laughs> but it was so clear. It was so clear that God had matured Nile to the place where he could continue to do youth for a long time. But it was on his heart. It was on his heart to open the scriptures you know, and to be a senior. It's clearly, they're were, they were both ready. And so it's with a spirit of, of uh, honor, I guess, that I come, you know, and I'm glad for you and for them. Uh, also, though, I also bring, uh, so that background, I kind of know the, the Philly family, um, but I have had the joy of serving the same congregation for the last 22 years. And I will boast in our congregation. I mean, they are just great. Uh, and I believe you will be great too. You know, that's kind of why I'm here. The whole thing about this interim, uh, this, this, this insulation thing, is kind of like an arranged marriage. You know, where you don't really know the person you're going to get married to exactly. You kind of entrust yourself to somebody else and they say, okay, I'm trusting you, don't let us down here now. And then today is a day where they come forward and they say, do you? And they say, yep, I do. And, and do you? And they say, yep, I do. And all of a sudden this marriage takes place. And you say, oh God. We're committed. We are, we're not blinking. Because when you do this, you affirm two things. You affirm that, that while Niall is just a guy with your same weaknesses that you have, you believe and affirm that God calls some to be pastors. And you believe God's called Niall to be pastor. And secondly, you believe that God has called Niall to be your pastor. That's pretty cool stuff, you know? I mean, you kind of live on that. It's, like, it's kind of like, like us, but not, not like us. It's beyond us. How does it all work? I don't know, but I have had the joy of watching it happen for the last 22 years. I love our congregation. And so my heart is for you folks to enjoy the same or similar kinds of things, but better. So would you please turn to Matthew 22, if you would. In your blue Bibles, it's on page 699. It's a verse that you know. If you know it, you don't have to turn there. That's okay, but it's uh, just a couple verses I'd like to read. As the most important thing that I can think of. As you come to this time where congregation and pastors say, yep, we do. We are committed to each other. The most important thing that I can think of for you as a congregation and for, for the Philia family are these words which Jesus uh, gave. Uh, verse 34, please. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them asked, and one of them, an expert in the law, tested him with his question, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, you could almost quote it, couldn't you? Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. 
So dear congregation, could I ask you to be a great congregation? Would you aspire to greatness? And, and, and the, the most important way to get there is to be about loving the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Do you understand what I'm asking? I am not asking for uh, boring worship. You know, I'm not asking for you to come in here and do the religious thing. I'm not asking for you to be neutral or casual about your worship. But when you sing the songs, resting, resting, oh God, we are resting. Or you sing the songs, men of faith, rise up and sing. You know, will you engage? Yeah, it's a tough day, I know. It's a tough day. Yeah. So, when you come, I'm going to tell you, it makes everything electric. As a pastor, it's, it's a very, very um, electrifying thing when you stand before a congregation that you know or you're pretty sure have come, not about you, but they've come because they love God. Man. It makes worship like, ah, cool stuff. Um, I, I, I sat in Niles' youth group just a few weeks ago and I watched these young kids who had grown up under Niles' uh, teaching. And you know what they did? I mean, I'm thinking, you know, crazy and pushing and laughing. Man, when the, when the worship started, two of the leaders, the seniors, got up and they moved themselves aside and they, as the music sang, they were like into it, man. They were like, sing it! These are like seniors, you know, that people will look at and point to. They loved God. And they were doing as much as they knew to lead others in worship too. Folks, when that happens, it makes, it makes um, preaching like really sound good. If you want to make Niall sound really brilliant, love God. Because when you come here, you'll come hungry. And when Niall opens the Word of God, you'll say, man, that was for me. If you want to make him sound profound, then be about loving God with all of you, all that you know, all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. And when you come here, it makes worship electric, it makes Him sound brilliant. And also, the other thing I've, I've watched is that it enhances your mission. Folks, I know what you want. One of the things you want is to affect your culture and your community with Christ. You want to affect because there are people who are lost. They're not bad people of themselves, it's just that they don't know that they're lost. And they need a Savior that they don't even want. How will you affect them? One of the ways you will affect them is by your love. Jeremiah 31.3 is my verse. God, it says, I have loved you with an everlasting love, therefore I have drawn you with my loving kindness. Draw them with your loving kindness. That may be the most powerful thing that you'll bring this community because no one's heard of it anymore. Unconditional love. It's, it's huge. And so I have watched, I don't know, I try to count all the way up here, over a dozen people or so who because they did this said, God, i got to go. i got to go. So we have seen about a dozen folks say, Father, I can't, I can't sit here in a pew anymore. I've got to go. And so about 12 or so I've gone into career Christian service, in the missions or the pastorate or whatever. Uh, it makes your mission come alive when you love God. So the greatest thing I'd ask you folks this morning, please, 
the greatest gift that you'll bring to this church is your love for God. And the second is like it. I'm asking you to be great. The second is like it. Love one another as yourself. I have had the blessing of experiencing a congregation's love and I'm telling you, it's like way cool. <laughs> they have... We came with a church plant. You know, it was, it was like 18 folks who said, I don't know if we can even do a church or not, you know. But they had this heart for Jesus, man. And they really wanted to know the Word of God as best as they could. And so they called us. I knew nothing. We came. They would take anybody. We came. Um, and, and they loved us like they loved themselves. So could I just give you a, 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 a window into a pastor's life? You know what they did for my wife? They hired me. And they let her be her. What a kind thing. She didn't play piano or teach children's church. You know, she didn't. She wasn't on the ladies' aid. She was a techno geek. Pastor's wife who does computers and, you know, this kind of stuff. You know, I'll be her back there. Or they allowed my home to be a refuge and, and not a place of ministry. And they just loved her. And then I was always afraid for my kids. Because you know how preacher's kids are. They're always, the, they're always here, you know. And so uh, I was so concerned for my kids that they would not grow up feeling stale, you know, or like I've known, I've known preacher's kids who, who love God but hate the church because they were so mean to their daddy. So I was really concerned for my, my kids. And they grew up in the church. And I, so I, I asked them recently, so guys, how was it growing up in the church? You know what they said? They said, Dad, our church made us feel special. Like it was cool to be a preacher's kid. I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They loved us like they loved one another. So sometimes they have a, a pastor appreciation day. You know, it's kind of fun. They would get something special for my kids. Or they would say, Dad, why are we in this jacuzzi, in this cool house to come up with the stars? I said, just because these folks love God. Someone gave us their place to stay in for a while. So we go for a weekend to go in the cool cottage or whatever. And, you know, it's just... So my kids grow up, grew up loving God and they grew up loving and trusting the church who had loved them like they loved one another. You want to love this family? Let Christy and Niall's kids be the most important people in Niall's life. Let him love them. Let Derek's soccer team be more important than your Wednesday night leadership meeting sometimes. Love them like you love one another. I've kind of, kind of trained Niall a little bit, I hope. <laughs> the most important person in this world is Jesus Christ and second is Christy. She's got to be more important than anybody here. Love them. Encourage them. Let that happen. You want to love Niall? Love Christy. We got a chance to watch Christy blossom. I mean, I, I knew Christy when it seemed like she was just so young. And we have seen her mature into a woman of God. And here's what I know about Christy. Two things. She's all about relationships. She just needs and loves people. You want to love Niall? Love Christy. And the other thing I've learned, if you're having a party, she is the fun. Bring Christy, bring the fun. 
my kids now, my youngest son wants to go into ministry, and my second son uh, he wants to be an elder in a church. Yes, I guess. The congregation taught them how to love God and to trust the congregation. Folks, be a great, I charge you, I charge you, be a great congregation. Jesus said in John 13, 34, and 35, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, sacrificially, intentionally. He laid himself down. He wasn't going to let it go. He was all about it. Love one as I have loved you. Um, oh man, I have 27 more points in two more minutes. That's not good. <laughs> Niall's been through this before with me a lot, but I'll just say briefly one last thing. My, my, my favorite verse is John 1.18 where it says we beheld Him as the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. Congregation, be a congregation, please. I charge you to be a congregation of grace and truth. It's difficult. If you think about a family or a father, it's a struggle I wrestle with ever since my kids were little. Because when they did bad things, I was a father of truth. You can't do that. You're a bad guy, you know. So if you're too strict of a father, you're only a father of truth. You can become a church of truth. You know, you're wrong here. Bang! You're wrong there. Bang! Truth, truth, truth. It cuts like a knife. You need to be a church of truth. Because if you're just a church of grace, oh, that's okay. You want to sin a little bit? That's okay. We don't talk about that here because we just love everybody. Nope. Jesus is our model. He blended, blended truth and grace. Truth says there is a standard and the standard is God's holiness. If you violate God's holiness, you need to repent because if you disagree with God, one of you is wrong and it's not God. There's a standard. Be a church of a standard. And the standard is revealed in God's Word. But be a church increasingly of grace. My grace is enough is a great song, isn't it? Where it's not about you have to do it all the way I think you have to do it or you're bad. Folks, I charge you this day. Be a great congregation. Love well. And blend grace and truth. I'm going to ask Pastor Rob now to come if you would. If you don't listen to the message, I use the stick on you. So, Boy, there's grace for you, Al, huh? <laughs> My name is Rob Weisey, and uh, I'm the director of student ministries with the uh, Forest Lakes District. And I just want to say what a privilege it is to be here, Niall and Christy, to just be a part of your celebration. I want to call it that with the congregation. I've been with the district for nine years. I'm still learning a lot on what that means a servant of the churches. We have 100 churches in our district, and I bring greetings to you, first on behalf of the Evangelical Free Church of America. That's the association of churches that you're a part of. 
the Forest Lakes District, that's our district out of Stevens Point, and our staff. I want to affirm you as a congregation on your call of Niall Filial to be your next senior pastor here at Three Lakes Evangelical Free Church. I've known Niall and Christy, we were reminiscing this morning, 10 years plus. Even before I was the director of student ministry, I got to know Niall a little bit. I got lots of good stories. Would you like to hear a few of them? Well, we don't have enough time. But we've had some great times together. We've been on youth pastor and wives retreats, both in the district and also nationally. Laughed a lot. Boy, Al, you pegged Christy right. She's a lot of fun. And Niall has been a great colleague to be a part of. I can tell you this. These are awesome people who love the Lord. They love their family. And they love the local church. Niall did a great job in Watoma with Pastor Al. And I know that he'll be greatly missed there. But I will say this, Niall's a man that loves the Lord, his family, the church, and the word of God. He will bring the word of God, and he will teach it. He has put lots of time into getting his master's divinity. He will be real humble about that. But he has studied the word of God. And I know he'll do a great job here in Three Lakes. I was asked to give the charge to Niall today for his installation service. And so I'll be kind of talking to Niall, and I want you all to listen in with me, okay, as we talk about things here. I want you to open your Bibles first to 1 Timothy chapter 4. And I love this passage because it gives some real instructions uh, to people who are leaders in the church. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 9. It says this, This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. And for this we labor and strive that we put our hope in the living God who is the Savior of all men and especially of those who believe. Command and teach these things. Don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. Set an example for the believers in speech and life and love and faith and purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of the scriptures, to preaching and to teaching. Do not neglect your gift which was given you through the prophetic message when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Be diligent in these manners. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone will see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Preserve it in them because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. I love this, Niall. I'm just going to really walk through this real quick with you. Get the word out. Teach all these things, it says. Don't let anyone put you down because you're younger. I like that. Teach believers with your life, your word, by the word of God, by your demeanor, by your love, your faith, and by your integrity. Stay at your post, reading scripture, giving counsel, and teaching. That special gift of ministry you've been given, Niall, uh, when the leaders of the church lay hands on you and pray, keep that dusted off and in use. Cultivate these things. Immerse yourself in them. The people will see you mature right around them. Keep a firm grasp on both your character and your teaching. Don't be diverted. Just keep at it. Both you and those who hear you will experience salvation and what it means to be a follower of Christ in the disciple-making local church. One of the most energizing passages to the work of God is the word that the prophet Micah, chapter 6, verse 8, says. I love this. He has told you, Niall, what is good and what the Lord requires of you, but to do justice and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. 
And also Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20, Jesus said, Now all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. This week I was looking at what is the profile of being a senior pastor. should have had Pastor Alra actually talk about this, because he could tell you lots of stories. I will tell you this, pastoring is not an easy job. I'll just tell you that. But I love in 1 Timothy, I'm just going to give you a quick sampling in 1 Timothy of some things, Niall, that it says there that I love. In chapter 3, verse 1, it says it's a noble task. In chapter 3, verses 1 to 11, it says he is to guard and protect. You are sound doctrine. You are to fight the good fight uh, well in holding on to faith and in good conscience. You, don't, you are to be a person of prayer and leading others in prayer. That's chapter 2. Also, chapters 3, 4, and 11, it says you must be able to teach well. And I know you teach well and will teach well. You should devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching and to teaching. You should manage your own household well as a foundation to managing the church, chapter 3. And I love that. So what should your character be like now? You should be transparent in humbling yourself in chapter 1. You should be hospitable, not given to drunkenness, not violent but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. You must not be a recent convert. You must have a good reputation with outsiders. You are to set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. And you should also set yourself on being a growing person in the Lord, diligent in these matters, giving yourself wholly to them so that everyone can see your progress. Watch your life and your doctrine closely. Preserve it in them, because if you do, you will save yourself and the hearers. Boy, it's a lot of stuff. Sorry to put it on heavy now. I'll give you a copy of this later if you'd like. I love in 1 Peter chapter 5, I won't make you turn there, but if you get a chance, you can read it later. 1 Peter 5, 1 to 11 says, it tells about the suffering and the glory of being a shepherd. I brought this shepherd staff up with me. We're going to give this to Niall here in a few minutes. This is a call from God to be a shepherd of the flock. It's not easy, as I mentioned. We see that Jesus' life that he suffered on the way to glory, and we too will go through struggles in ministry on our way to glory. Niall, you'll face challenges as a leader. You've already done that. You'll see more. Sheep are going to be sheep. Some sheep under your care will behave very well. And others will be a challenge, I can tell you. The pastoral profession is named now as one of the hardest jobs in the U.S. I don't know if you know that. Jesus told us that you will suffer trying to care for the flock. It's not an easy shepherding, but remember, when things get rough, and you've been in ministry a while already, the thing that keeps us following Jesus is the call of God on your life and the promise of the glory that is to come someday. That keeps us going, doesn't it, Al? You know Today I have this shepherd staff to recognize you as a shepherd to this flock now in Three Lakes. Here are some final words of advice for you. Don't beat the sheep, okay? <laughs> Don't lord over this flock, but be an example of a humble, godly servant. And I know you will, now because I know your character. Look after the sheep, casting all your anxiety and burdens on the Lord, and he will lift you up. In order for you to minister... You must be growing in the Lord yourself. And I want to encourage you that way. In Colossians 3, verse 16, it says, 
let the word of God dwell in you. And I hope you'll spend time listening to God, Niall, teaching you, finding out how God best ministers to you. We all need to learn that. We need to first be a disciple before we can make disciples. And so our daily walk with Jesus, and I know, Niall, you love the word of God. We need to be here. This is our map and our road map to help us hear from the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember that people are more important than programs now. Your family, hear me on this one, your family is more important than ministry. I know Al said the same thing. Prioritize your life. God is number one, and your family is next, and then ministry. Andy Stanley has a book he's written called Choosing to Cheat. I didn't like the title of that book, but then I realized that's a good title because Andy Stanley leaves work to make sure he gets to his kids' games, like you mentioned, Al. We need to prioritize our family in Nile. I'll be checking in with you make sure that's going well. And make sure he gets his day off, too. Figure out what that is. Now the, the devil is real. He's after us in ministry. Resist him in the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Be accountable and network for ministry and personal health. When things get tough, remember your calling. I'll say it again. Remember that longevity has its benefits. And lastly, know that I'm here for you if you need to talk. Finally, I just want to read a couple verses in Ephesians and we'll close and then we're going to have the elders come up in a minute here. Go to Ephesians chapter 4. This will sum up what I believe this installation service is really about. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Ephesians 4.11, It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers. Why? I'm just going to add that word. To prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will, all, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds together up in love. You heard that already today, as each of you does your part in the work. Pastor Niles' position as a pastor is not to do all the work. He's an equipper of the believers and the saints. He's to teach, to coach, to mentor adults, volunteers, and leaders. It doesn't say do all the ministry, Now remember that. It's to encourage all of us to use your spiritual gift. I want to thank the search committee that put a lot of time into bringing Nile here. Your work, it doesn't go unnoticed. It's not an easy task. And I believe you've brought the right man for this time. And I believe we'll be built up by having Niall and Christy and their family here. Niall, will you come up? We're going to do our charge to the congregation, really, in terms of the official EFCA. And I'm going to give you this shepherd staff to hold in significance of this time. Dear friends in Christ, guided by the Holy Spirit, you've called Niall Filial to be one of your pastors, the senior pastor of this congregation. By this act, you have indicated your confidence in him to be one of the shepherds of this flock. I charge you to receive the word of God through him in all meekness and love. Undergird him with your prayers, assist in encouraging 
him in his labors, which will be in the service of God. Remember always that he is God's servant and that you as God's stewards are to supply his needs in a way that will be pleasing to God and an honor to your congregation. In all things, show him your love, esteem him highly for his calling as a pastor, and accept him as one of your spiritual leaders. If this is your intentions, please support him in the continuing ministry of this church by standing at this point and responding to two questions. Will you receive Niall Filial to be one of your pastors, recognizing his place in spiritual leadership and receiving the word of God through him? If this is your promise, answer, we will. Will you do your full part to supply his needs in a way that will be pleasing to God? And will you encourage and share with him in the work of Christ of this church? If this is your promise, answer, we will. Thank you. Why don't you have a seat for a minute? And I'm going to invite the elders and deacons and, and Christy, will you please come? We want to pray over these dear folks as we officially install them here and just confirm God's call in their life for this special time. Let's pray together. Almighty God, you, the great creator and lover of our souls, I pray now this day for Niall. Father, thank you for this place that you brought him to. Oh God, we pray that you pour your richest blessing on him. May your word be uh, more and more exhilarating every time he goes there. Father, may he find the depths of your word enriching and encouraging him personally. So that when he preaches on Sunday morning, God is from a very full, full, full bucket. Mm. Fill him with your spirit, I pray. Control his thinking, his heart, his responses. And Father, I pray for Christy. God, that uh, she would love it here. Mm. Father, that she would love this congregation, that they would love her well. God, use her gifts, I pray. Use her personality. Use her smile, her fun. Father, bless this dear family, and I pray for their kids. May they find great friends. Protect them from evil. And, O oh Lord Jesus, may they love you better because they've been here. So bless this dear family and use them for your glory, I pray. I ask in Christ's name. Father God, uh, we thank you so much for Pastor Niall and Christy. Lord, we look back and we can see your goodness uh, to us, and we are so thankful for that. Uh, Lord, in the last uh, year... Uh, we've been praying specifically about who the next pastor would be. And, Lord, we thank you for how you've answered that. Uh, Lord, um, we've been praying for this family for a long time, even before we knew their names. And, Lord, uh, put it on our hearts that we would continue to be oh so prayerful about them and for them. Uh, Lord, that you would have us on our knees each day, uh, lifting them up and thanking you for them and encouraging them forward. Uh, Lord, we look back and we are thankful, uh, but yet we are so excited about what you're doing here. And uh, Lord, we continue to put the details of that in your hands. We lay those at your feet. Uh, Lord, allow us to just be a congregation of prayer, uh, desiring your presence in each of our interactions here in the church and in the community, Lord. Uh, You are great and greatly to be praised. Uh, We're so thankful for this day, Lord. In Jesus' name.
Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we do just thank you for this day, Lord. Your words that come to mind are, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it, Lord. And you've given us a glorious day to welcome Niall and Christy and Derek and Braden and Caitlin, Lord, into this congregation, Lord, into this town officially. And um, Lord, it's been mentioned, but I, I too want to just uh, thank you, Father, for the search committee that you put together that found this man, found this family, Lord, and brought them here. I thank you for their obedience to the call, Father, to leave a, a sweet, loving home, Father, and, and move to a new home. Father, we pray that as a church, as a town, that we will be worthy of them, that we will love them the way Pastor L has charged us, um, that we will love Niall and Christy and their kids, Father, that we will help them make you a first priority and his family second, Father, and, and ch the church third, Father, that that's how it is ordained. Um, so again, we just thank you for this glorious day, Lord. I just, uh, you know, again, help us to remember, Lord, where we came from, how we got here, Lord. Help us to, to, to repeat the good things that we've done, Lord, and to not repeat the, the, the harsher things. And Lord, we pray that your guidance would be all over this church and Niall's ministry here. And um, Lord, we just ask you to bless the Philios as they, uh, as they join this church in this community. And um, help us to love them as we've been charged. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give him a hand. If that's uh, popping the question, then I say I do. So, <laughs> great a great day for me and my family. Um, it's like where do I start? Um, I'll start here. You know, I want to recognize that um, who who I am as a result of Jesus Christ and who I am as a result of being raised a particular way. My parents have a huge part in that. Uh, they couldn't be here today. They actually left on the road yesterday, and my mom wasn't feeling well. She's uh, had very poor health in the last couple of years, so they actually had to turn around, and uh, it was an emotional phone call that my dad made and said they couldn't come up. But um, I owe a lot, a lot to their example. Um, I can remember when I was uh, 10 years old, and my grandmother, my grandmother, who also influenced me in a huge way for Christ, uh, two years ago she went to be with Jesus, and I got to do her uh, service but when I was 10, she said, you're going to be the pastor in the family. And I said, no, I'm not. And uh, Grandma was right as usual. <laughs> uh, I don't know if she had a prophetic gift or not, but she, she sure spoke that over me that day. And that, that came to be. So I'm thankful for her. And uh, my in-laws did come. Uh, they're also here and they're over here. So if you get a chance to meet them, make sure you do that. Um, you heard from Pastor Al this morning. Uh, I, I couldn't ask for a better a mentor and a senior pastor to serve under. He's someone who let me be me, as he kind of said earlier. You know, he wants me to be me with my gifts and whatever God wants me to do. And yet he also was able to shape and mold me. And that's an amazing person that can do both of those things and not be too overwhelming. That, that balance of grace and truth, there it is. To point me in the direction I need to go and yet to say, here's, I just want God to use you however he's gifted you. So I'm also grateful to Rob for being here this morning because, uh, uh, like he said, we've shared a lot of good memories, and he's given me good direction in youth ministry. 
And uh, we do have stories, and they won't be told today. So, uh, but a lot, of, a lot of great times. He's poured into my marriage and my ministry, and I'm very thankful for that. So um, in responding to the call, the verse that I think has struck me the most profoundly in these last few months, the one that keeps going through my mind over and over, and I think maybe this is like a life verse for me, but I wanted to share it with you. It comes out of uh, Colossians chapter 1. It's, uh, this is Paul talking in verse 28. He says, we proclaim him, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone perfect in Christ. And I think about that, you know, teaching and admonishing everyone in all wisdom to present everyone perfect in Christ. And I think, what a a lofty goal that every person Paul would come in contact with would eventually come to the the place of being, quote-unquote, perfect in Christ. And I think of like vision and, and when they teach you in college about coming up with your goals, they, I think they called them uh, BHAGs. Have you heard of these? A BHAG is, is a big, hairy, audacious goal, okay? A big, hairy, audacious goal. And I've heard Pastor Al say that too to me at times when he's like, Niall, what kind of goals do you have? What, what are your BHAGs, you know? And, and you think about those things. What are the things that only God can do? If God doesn't show up and do something, it's not going to happen. And this is one of those. I'm sure Paul wrote this. I mean, thinking, what an amazing goal that every person in this church might be presented by their leaders as, quote-unquote, perfect in Christ. We've got a long way to go. I've got a long way to go. And yet that is a vision that, that I want to become part of my life and my ministry here. That each of you would say that, that this pastor here, through the Spirit of God, has helped me become more perfect in Christ and you think about the, the task of that. How does a person even do that? How do you begin to do that? And then he says in verse, the following verse, in verse 29, he says, To this end I labor, struggling with all his energy, which so powerfully works in me. And that's what I want. I mean, I want his energy to work through me. I don't want it to be Niles' energy, Niles' church, Niles' whatever. I, I don't want that at all. I want it to be Christ's church, as you've heard from the speakers this morning, that this would be Jesus' work here and that he would work through me to accomplish that. That's what I want. I want his energy. I want his power. I want his word to flow through my life. And that's what I'm trusting in. That, that's what I'm basing my life on. So um, I'm certainly thrilled to say I do. And I am certainly thrilled to be part of this church. And I pray that many, many more through the ministry of you and the ministry of, of, of the preaching of the word here that many more would say, I do, to Christ through what this church does in this community. That's what I want to see. So let's pray towards that. Let's work towards that with all the energy he gives you so that many, many more would be presented perfect in Christ. Would you pray with me? Lord Jesus, we thank you for your spirit because without it, None of us would be equal to the task. Without having the mind of Christ, no one could serve you and and give wisdom out because we know wisdom isn't found in us. We know the source of wisdom is you. We know the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And so I pray like Solomon that you'd give me wisdom because the task is greater than any one person. And yet through your word, you you give us a foundation of truth. You give us the foundation of grace that we can love people the way you've loved us, that we can love people sacrificially and lay down our lives and say, it's not about me. I pray this church would be about you, Lord Jesus, that you, the chief shepherd, would reign in this place. 
and that you'd fill me and fill the leaders and fill the followers in this church with your spirit. That we may be on your agenda doing your work in this community so that many, many, many more people would say I do and, and follow you for the rest of their lives. Thank you for this time, Lord, and everything that it means. Um, I, I certainly never feel like the spotlight ought to be on me. And, and so I'm so glad that this is really about you. I'm so grateful in Christ's name. Amen.